All right. Last we talked, um, we were at this point where Rabbi Gamliel apologized to Rabbi Yehoshua. And once he apologized, Rabbi Yehoshua advocated for Rabbi Gamliel to once again become the Nasi, become the prince, become the head of the academy. Now, at first, um, so now basically the other sages agreed that Rabbi Gamliel will once again become the head of the academy. But the question is, is what would happen? Because Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah was already appointed as the head of the academy, and it wouldn't be right to remove him for Rabbi Gamliel. So that's what we're going to talk about now. So we're at the first very wide line, um, six lines down, at the words Omri, they said. So Omri, they said, Hechi na'avid, what should we do? Na'avre, should we take Rebbe Lazar ben Azari away? Should we remove him completely? Gemiri, malin bakodesh v'moridin. We have a rule that you can only go up in holiness, but not down. And once he became the Nasi, once he became the head of the academy, how can we demote him? That would be against Jewish law, in fact. So then we would, they suggested, Nidrosh mar chadashabsa, mar chadashabsa. So should we say that each one, both Rebbe Lazar and Azariah and Rebbe Gamliel, they will take turns being the kind of the scholar in residence. Each week, one of them would give the main class, main the, give the main um, sermon. And then the next week, the next person, the other one would do it. But that, we can't do that, because that will lead to um, jealousy. Specifically, you know, it will lead to uh, specifically... Probably Rabbi Gamliel becoming jealous of Rabbi Lazar Nazariah, because Rabbi Nazariah is this very young man, and he has to split it equally with him. So instead, rather, we'll let Rabbi Gamliel do three of the weeks of the month, be the teacher or the, or the person giving the, the, the sermon. Rabbi Lazar Nazariah, the shops, and Rabbi Nazariah will do it one week a month, and that would be a good solution. So that's what they decided to do. And that's what they said. That's what it means when it says, And the Brisa, Shabbos Shalmi Hayasa, whose week was it? Whose Shabbos was it? It was the week of Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah. And that's what that means because one week a month, it was his week to give the class. And that student who asked that original question that led to that entire disagreement between Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Gamliel, that was Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. All right, that is the end of that discussion. Now we are going to turn to a new discussion. Vishal Musafin kol hayom. So there's two opinions. One opinion said that you can say Musaf, the special Musaf prayer that we say on the Shabbos and on Yom Tiv and on the holidays, um, you can say that the entire day. Omar Biochan Biochan says, Vinikra Poshea. If you do, though, say the Mosaf later in the day, after the seven hours, um, you are then called negligent. Um, that is, that's just one little idea. Now we're going to talk more about the Mosaf prayer service. Okay, Tanarabon, the rabbis taught. Hayulafan of Shtate feels. If you had in front of you two prayer services, um, you have the mincha that you do not yet pray, and you have musaf that you do not yet pray. Now, musaf, mincha, the time period starts later and goes until the evening. Musaf um, starts in the morning 
and goes either to seven hours or the entire day, that is the basis of a machloka. So now what happens is, is if what happens in a case where it's now time for mincha, but you still have not yet daven masaf, should you daven mincha first or masaf first? So we answer, You should do mincha before you do masaf. Why? Because this one is frequent. And this one is not frequent. Mincha is davened, is prayed more often than Mosaf, because Mincha is prayed every day. Mosaf is only prayed on holidays and on Shabbos. And whenever you have two, two um, competing things, you go with the one that is more frequent first. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, You actually pray Mosaf first, and only then do you pray Mincha. Why is that? Shizu mitzvah overes, vizu mitzvah she'ena overes, because mincha is a mitzvah that is not going to pass, whereas musaf does, meaning, meaning Rabbi Huda holds that you can only say musaf until the seventh hour of the day. Mincha you can say until the evening, so musaf, the time for musaf will pass before the time for mincha passes, and therefore you have to daven, you should daven musaf before mincha. Om Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, halacha, the halacha is, you first should daven mincha, and only then do you daven mosaf. That is the final halacha according to Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Zera, ki have a chalish migr say, when Rabbi Zera would become weak or tired from his studies, he needed a break. He would go and he would sit at the entrance of the academy of Rabbi Naslan Bar Tovi. Omar, and he said, he would say to himself, When the sages pass, I will stand up before them, and I will receive reward, because it's a mitzvah to give respect to the sages, to the Torah scholars, and that's what he was going to be doing. So came out of the academy. And Reb said to him, Man Amar Halacha Who said the halacha in the base medrash in the academy? In other words, who is it that said that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, who says you only daven mosaf tell seven hours of the day? Omar le, Sir Nasim Ratovi said to him, Hachi Omar Rabbi Yechanan. This is what Rabbi Yochanan says, Ein halacha Rabbi Yehuda. He said the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda. Halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda, and uh, you don't just have seven hours to say Musaf. Um, what did Rabbi Yehuda say? Um, and because, by the way, Rabbi Yehuda felt that you only have seven hours to daven Musaf, you only have to the seventh hour of the day. That's why he said if you have Musaf and Mencha before you, you should say Musaf because the time of Musaf passes much earlier than the time of Mencha. So let's go back. So this is what Rabbi Yochanan says. Allah does not follow Rabbi Yehuda, who said that you shall who said that you should first daven musaf and only then mincha. Omar lay. Rabbi Yochanan Omra. So Rabbi Zera said to Rabbi Nasan Bartobi, did Rabbi Yochanan really say that the halacha does not follow Rabbi Yehuda? Omar lay in. Rabbi Nasan Bartobi said, yes, that is what Rabbi Yochanan said. Tana mine arba zimnin. So Rabbi Zera learned this 40 times, meaning he reviewed this halacha 40 times that Rabbi Yochanan says the halacha does not follow Rabbi Huda. Um, and Rabbi Nasr Ratovi was wondering why he kept repeating this, why he kept reviewing it. Omar Leh. 
So Nosar Atobi said to him, why do you keep repeating it? Chada hilach or chadas hilach? Are you repeating it because it's chada hilach? Meaning this is the first time you heard that, is this the first time that you heard that um, Rabbi Yochanan felt the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda? Or is it chadas hilach? Or is it new to you? Meaning you knew someone didn't hold like Rabbi Yehuda, but now you know that it's Rabbi Yehuda. You thought it was somebody else. Now you're hearing that it was Rabbi Yochanan that said the halacha is not like Rabbi Yehuda. Omar Leis, Rabbi Zayar said to him, Chadas hili, it is new to me. Because I had actually thought that it was Rabbi Shuban Levi. I was, wasn't sure, but I thought perhaps it was Rabbi Shuban Levi that had said the halacha does not follow like Rabbi Yehuda. So now that I'm hearing that it's actually Rabbi Yochanan that said that, that's new. And that, therefore, this teaching is very important to me, and I'm going to review it 40 times. Omar, this is a new thing. Omar, Rabbi Shuban Levi. Rabbi Shuban Levi said, Kol shel musafin sheva shaos. Oh, okay. We're at the last colon on the page. Omar, Rabbi Shuban Levi. Shuban Levi said, Kol shel musafin sheva shaos Anybody that says musaf, after seven hours into the day, then according to Rabbi Yehuda, Allah Hakasuv Omer, the verse says about him, broken because of the time, because of the set time, um, I have destroyed that has coming that is come from you. So obviously it's a very weird translation, but the idea basically is is that. Because I passed the appointed time, or because you passed the appointed time, um, I have destroyed you, or you have become broken. Now, the question is, is there's an interesting word, nuge, which we are translating right now as broken. So the question is, is where does that, how do we know that word means broken? How do we know that the word nuge means to break or breaking? It's like Rav Yosef explained or translated. Now, Rav Yosef was an expert in Aramaic translation, meaning in Hebrew to Aramaic or in Aramaic to Hebrew. And this is how he translated that verse. Tavra asi al Israel. Breaking comes to the Jewish people. Because they delayed the set times in Jerusalem. So we see that he translated the word nogei as broken or as breaking. And that is a proper proof because he was an expert in those languages. Amr Abelazar Abelazar says, Kol Anyone who prays the shachris prayer, the morning service prayer, after four hours according to Rabbi Yehuda, Allah v'kasuv omer, about him, the verse says, um, Now we're translating, we're going to, as we see the next line of the Gemara, we're going to translate nugay different. Before we translate it as broken, now we're going to translate it as, as afflicted. So the idea is, is you've become afflicted now because of the set time. I have destroyed and that's from you. So my From where do we know that the word nugay is a language of affliction? Because the verse says, My soul melts from affliction. And we see that the word tuga means affliction. Nogi is the same word. So nugi, I'm sorry, is the same word. So we see that nugi means affliction as well. Rav Nachman Yitzchak says, we know that nugi means affliction from here. 
This is a um, this is a verse from Lamentations from Echa. Yechsiv is a verse. I'm sorry. From here, Besulo Sehanu Gos Vihimarla. Her maidens are afflicted, and that is um, very bitter for her. So um, that is a proof that the word um, nugos means to be afflicted. Okay. Now we are going to turn to page 28b, Chavches Amad Beis. We're going to learn a little bit more. Rav Avia Chalash Yosef. Rav Avia got sick and did not come to the class of Rav Yosef. So the next day when Rav Avia felt better and came to the academy, Rav Abaye wanted to make sure that Rav Yosef was not offended, that Rav Avia skipped a day of his class. So what did he do? Ba'ai, um, sorry, so what did he do? Amrle. So Abaye said, um, Abaye said to Rav Avia, my time alo asamar laferka. He said, why didn't you come to the class yesterday? Amrle, so Rav Avia said, I was feeling very weak and I wasn't able to come. Amrle, so, so now at least he understood that uh, now Abaye understood, okay, so now I at least can tell Rav Yosef that the reason Rav Avia didn't come is because he was sick. But now Abaye decided to press. Amailo ta'am t'midi. Sorry. Amailo ta'am t'midi va'asis. But why didn't you eat something and then come, right? That would have made you feel less weak. You eat first and then come. Why didn't you eat something? Omar layer of Avia said, Lo savar la mar lahadar lahadar afuna. Don't you hold like that which Rav Huna said? Tam Rav Huna. Rav Huna says, Asr lo la'adam shi'itom klum kodam shi'ispalot filasem usafim. Avuna said it is prohibited for a person to taste anything before praying the Musaf service. And the class is given before Musaf, and therefore I, there, I couldn't eat yet, and um, therefore there's no way to get out of my weakness. Omar Le, so Abaye said to him, So he said, well then you should have just prayed the Musaf prayer in private, not with a minion, not in the, with the community, and then eaten, and then you could have came on time for the class feeling better. Omar oh. lay, so he said back to him, I'm sorry, Vilito Midi, and then eat in something, Lamesi, and then come. Omar oh. lay, Sarv Avia said, no. But don't you hold it that which Rabbi Yochanan said. Um, that what? Asr lo la adam shiaktim tfilasola tfilasatsibar. Rabbi Yochanan, I thought, said, that you should not daven earlier than the communal prayer service. So I couldn't daven by myself earlier than the communal prayer service. Omar Leh, so Abaye said to him, Lavit mar Allah, was it not said about Rabbi Yochanan's rule? Omar Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba says, B'tzibor shanu, that this is true only if you are davening together with the, um, together with the community. It's all, if you're davening together with the community, then you shouldn't daven earlier. But if you're davening by yourself, then you certainly can daven earlier than the communal prayer service. Okay? And then we finish off saying, Maybe the halacha does not follow neither Rav Huna and neither Rav Shuban Levi. And it doesn't follow Rav Huna, which is the, which is the one we just said, where we said that um, you cannot eat before Mosaf. The halacha does not follow that rule, and you could eat before Mosaf. Rabbi Shuban Levi, and it does not follow Rabbi Shuban Levi. What did Rabbi Shuban Levi say? The Amar Rabbi Shuban Levi. Rabbi Shuban Levi said, Once the time for Mincha comes, 
A person cannot eat anything before praying the Mincha prayer service. The Halacha does not follow that ruling either. Okay, we'll stop here for today. We did the end of 28a, Chavchesam and Aleph, and we then turned and did the first part of Chavchesam and Beis up until the Mishnah. We finished talking about the story about the Academy of Yavna. Then we spoke about Musaf or Mincha, which one do you do first if they're both ahead of you? Um, then we talked about davening late and how bad that could be. Um, and then we talked about eating before different prayer services. Okay, we'll stop here. Have a great night.